Blog Talk Radio. Welcome you. 
whether you've been following this series or this is your first time. But again, we welcome you to Technology Express. So, and I'm actually going to go to our phone lines, and I'd like to start talking to some of our guests. Our guest on the show tonight, first of all, is Robert Smith. And Robert, first of all, good evening to you. Good evening. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, we're so happy you're able to join us, and I, I understand you're calling us from Chicago, and I'm going to let you kind of share kind of your story, your relationship with Ms. Sharon. But I also want to acknowledge another guest. We have a double hitter tonight, so to speak, and I want to make sure I'm going to try and say your name, but please would, I would like you to clarify, but I have Aurori. Felici, but but please, I'd like to hear you pronounce it because I'm sure uh, I'm I may not have done it perfectly. Hey, this is Ayori Felasi. There you go. Um, beautiful <laughs> name, and I'd like to welcome you to the show as well. And Sharon has shared with me your passion around STEM, women in STEM, and and just uh, getting the word out. So I'm looking forward as well to to speaking with you and to speaking with both of you. And so very excited and very honored that you were able to join us tonight. Um, and and so let's let's jump right into the the Q and A. But Robert, I'm, I'm going to first let you kind of give us your background and and then tie it to uh, how you met our our guest uh, Sharon. Sure, um, I have a PR firm. RSA Public Relations in the Chicago area for 16 years. And basically I like something you said about um, people creating, whether it be apps or a business, uh, an invention. But then there's the other side of that is how do you get the word out? How do you get exposure? How do you let people know what you've created? And too many people suffer from the, the build it and they will come mentality which is hurting a lot of people because the customers don't come so um they work with people like me in marketing and pr advertising to figure out a way to get it out and also get a response from whoever your uh your audience is so that's what i do um whether it's radio television newspapers magazines online now social media uh you know, create a, a media strategy that gets the people engaged to who you want to sell to. And the way I was introduced to Sharon was I spoke at an event in Houston. Her daughter was there. She asked a lot of questions, and most of the questions her daughter were, was asking me about getting publicity. She was talking about her mom, and her mom created this app, and she did this, and like, and after about the seventh or eighth question, I'm like, okay, this lady did a lot. I mean, she's um, definitely newsworthy, and the challenge that the daughter had was certain media outlets wouldn't cover. Uh, she couldn't get a response from certain media outlets, and so I'm listening to her explain what her mom did and what the app does, and I'm like, okay, well, there's definitely newsworthy material there. Have her mom give me a call. Um, you know, I flew back here to Chicago, and you know, a day or two later, we ended up talking, and um, you know, she brought me on board to help her get the word out. And so far she's been on CNN. She did a Houston Fox TV in Houston and, uh, and about a hundred other, uh, media outlets have covered her story. So that's the power of publicity. 
awesome and, and it's so educational and and I know to our audience and our listeners you know that this information is is key on two fronts uh especially uh around stem because you you have people like um Sharon who has created something and it's you know one of the best kept secrets but there's another part of that where we have a lot of nonprofit organizations who are doing great things out there, but they're these well-kept secrets. Um, the, the target audience, the people who could benefit, they're, they're not getting the, the message. So I, I can um, imagine from our typical audience of listeners um, on both sides, this is, this is key information that they're interested in because this is something you do um, professionally. You know, it's one of those things. You know, uh, people have the imagination, they can build things, but if this isn't your specialty, you know, PR, you don't do this for a living, you don't know the ins and outs. I have kind of two questions for you. At what point do people, should they seek someone, even if it's just as an advisor, but when should you, when do you know that maybe you need a professional um, in this area? Easy when you when you're fed up and you're tired of being the best kept secret. When I get and it's funny you said that, I get that all the time. People who have been doing something, <clears throat> excuse me, twenty twenty five years and they use that phrase. They're the best kept secret. And so, if you are at that stage, and that can be a startup, that can be a business fifteen twenty years. It's it's almost like anytime you have an idea and you're ready to act on that idea. I think PR can play a role in it because um, what public relations does, let's say you have an idea for an, an app or a business, but you need to raise money. That falls on the PR too because the only thing that changes is now we're going to get you in front of investors. Now we're going to get you in front of uh, angels. Now we're going to get you on Shark Tank. Now we're going to get you in front of people who can actually invest or if it's crowdfunding, give you you know the money. So no longer do you have to wait till you have a um, – product that's officially on the market, you can use PR to raise money to help you get to that process. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and one of the things, as a as a PR professional, too, do you sometimes have people come to you, because a, a word you used that I really keyed in on was newsworthy, something newsworthy. And I, I've even heard Sharon say, you know, she's often describing the story behind the app. Um, when do you tell people maybe they need to work on their, their their story or maybe they don't have something newsworthy? Do you sometimes run into that as well? Is that a challenge? Yeah, but most of the time, um, like when I, when I teach, because I did speak in, in Houston, I'll break it down and explain to them what's newsworthy is another word, another way of saying a hook, a media hook. What's the story? And so they're like there are five types of publicity, you know, that I that people need to know. And so what that allows you to do, and just real quick, it's financial, product, social, business, and corporate. So for the sake of this um, audience, probably the most the, the two that you really just need to focus on is just product and um, business publicity. So there are straightforward uh, facts you can give. The who, what, when, and where, that would more be be more along the lines of a corporate publicity. Uh, when Windows comes out with a new upgrade, um, Apple announces, announces a new iPhone, that's pretty much a corporate. Um, there's, no really, real, there's no real story behind it. Um, 
you know, but the business and, and publicity and what we actually do and what Sharon's referring to is the story, it's the hook. It's what gets the media interested in your story. And we all have it. We all have one. Um, if you are if you are in technology and you're a minority, uh, blacks in technology, that's a hook because that's not mainstream. I used to make $5.50 an hour 15 years ago working in the basement of a library. I built two uh, multimillion-dollar businesses. So my hook was former, and I was on public aid, too, uh, during that time. So a former public aid worker strikes it rich or 31-year-old former library worker, um, you know, starts two million-dollar company. That's that's the again what we call a hook or a story, and it just pulls you know the people in um, to want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely, very very interesting and intriguing, and, and and I'm I'm asking some of these questions on behalf of. of our audience, and I just want to let our audience uh, know, as I see people uh, jumping on the line as well, we're talking with Robert Smith, and he's talking to us about public relations. Uh, he worked with our very young uh, Sharon Simmons, who you know her from I Got em app and um, the, the, crime, the crime reporting app application, and he has been working with her, giving, advising her. And a lot of you know, we follow her uh, on Twitter and her many adventures. You know, I should call it the many adventures of Sharon. Um, and, you know, we see her on the television shows, and she'll jump on a plane at a moment's notice. And that I give her credit, too, for her being, putting herself out there. You know, she's part of the story. She, she's selling that the app and the concept, but she's willing to to um, put her story out there. And, and one of the things I want to circle back in, Ayori, I haven't forgotten you as well, but I know we had to get a couple of questions in because Robert can't stay with us the, the whole time. But one of the questions I wanted to um, ask you as well is people might sometimes get confused between what is sales, what is marketing, and what is PR. Is, is there a different educate us layman? Yeah, the uh, average. This is one um, saying that we use: advertising is what you pay for, publicity is what you pray for. You, you've also you've seen whether it, um, you know a certain product of Oprah's favorite things or something takes on a life of their own, and there's a bunch of publicity about it where that company didn't pay for advertising to get the word out. Publicity and public relations is just simply the media championing your cause and letting the public know about it, be it an article, be it an uh, written interview. This, what I'm doing now is, is publicity. I'm doing a radio interview. So that's one way to do it. Advertising is you paying money to get the, um, get the word out about what it is you do. Marketing and advertising to me is interchangeable. Um, you know, it's basically you creating a plan to let your audience know who you are and what you do and how it benefits them. Then you can break all that down, you know, radio, Internet, um, TV, uh, long form, short form, direct mail, sales. If you got salespeople, you know, a lot of different things you can do. But the bottom line is it, it, the goal is to be the same as far as letting your buying audience, not necessarily letting the public know, because if the public doesn't buy 
what it is you sell, then you don't need to market to the public. I don't market to the public. The average soccer mom is not going to hire me to do PR for her, so I don't waste time trying to get into the media that she pays attention to. It wouldn't do me any good to be on um, Rachel Ray or Good Ho- in Ho- Good Housekeeping Magazine. That's not my audience. So um, that's a good rule of thumb for the people listening is to drill down and identify who your core audience is, and it's not everybody. If you say everybody, then you got to go back to the drawing board and figure out who's more likely to buy what you sell when they hear about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And and that's something that I, you know, that that I'm thinking and again, uh as I'm kind of reading some of my listeners' mind because we have like I said some great organizations. We work with uh, quite a few here in Atlanta and I know them across the board through Twitter that um are different STEM initiatives and STEM uh, startups, and um, just was actually having a conversation with uh, one of my, my colleagues, Fitzgerald uh, Breland, who I believe is listening to us right now, and we were just talking about sometimes you feel like you might be in a barrel of crabs because especially from an initiative perspective, you're trying to get investor dollars and um, you're all kind of going after that that. The, the same um, kind of group of sponsors or target audience in some cases. And so is that when you need a kind of a professional to help you break out and differentiate yourself if, if you're struggling with that? Absolutely. If you are, um, to piggyback off, you, off what you said, at that point it becomes a beauty contest and you want to definitely stand out. And if you are, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, trying out, you know, doing things on your own, do it yourself, to, because you want to have a working knowledge of every area of your business. Not necessarily be a master or an expert. Like I'm not a master at accounting or cash flow, but I know enough. I have a working knowledge of it. So when I do talk to my accounting accountant and my bookkeeper, I know what the heck is going on. So I say that to say you want to have a working knowledge of positioning yourself, um, you know, another word we use for what you just described, or making yourself stand out. And if you're not getting the results, you're not getting the traction, you know, after a period of time, maybe it is time to bring in an expert. And that's one of the things publicity does that most people don't even consider is our our, um, mindset. We've been programmed and conditioned that if something's in the news, it must be true. Uh, If they're talking to a dentist, your local news is talking to a dentist, Oh, he must be the best. Why is he the the dentist they're talking to? If they're talking to a psychologist, why are they talking to this psychologist? So we're programmed to believe what we hear and see in the news. So the public can do the same with you. If you're in the media and you're um, sharing your expertise, then subconsciously they're going to gravitate towards you because you're the expert. You're the one speaking. You're the teacher. So publicity kind of helps you uh, stand out and set yourself apart. If it comes down to two people trying to get the same thing, one doesn't have any clippings, any uh, publicity. The other one's been on the radio. They have um, newspaper clippings. They have sound bites from radio and video clips from television they've been on. Most people are going to be like, okay, well, the one who's done all these media appearances seem to be more credible simply because they have the media appearances behind them. And that's helps them stand out as well. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 I dare say you you led me into a, 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 a if you don't mind I'm going to do a, a plug. This is what the platform Technology Expresso is here for. We invite people, especially anything that's STEM or STEAM related uh, technology. We invite guests on our show so that they can talk, so they can tell their story, so that it goes in our archives. It's there out there in iTunes. People can listen to it. And it's it's so interesting, and, and we're so thrilled when we see people take off, people who even before they've made their big launch, and then we see them, uh, you know, make it cross over, uh, whether it was Bruno who ended up on Shark Tank, and we can go back to our archives and say, he was on our show. We knew him, you know, before Shark right. Tank. And and so that that's one of the things, too. And then we get to replay his, his clips for everyone. And um, so, and Sharon has done the same thing. We We had her on early last year, and then once we talked about our um, our schedule for this year, we wanted her to come back because it's it's a journey. It's been evolving, and um, she's just tirelessly been um, putting in the, the work and doing her homework. So, so kudos to her in many ways, and maybe she's taking a nap right now, <laughs> but hopefully, um, you know, I, I'm sure she, she intended to be here, and sometimes she runs into technical difficulties, but this is why we, we work together. And you, we're so happy that she invited you to be on the show. I want to let our audience know we're talking with Robert Smith, uh, PR professional out of Houston, uh, who has assisted Sharon with her, her application, I Got Them app. And I wanted to lead into to one other show. And, and as I uh, mentioned to our audience, we have a second guest we're also going to be talking to in this second half hour, too, part of uh, Sharon's team and and that's one of the things that I've, I've been saying to our audience, that you surround yourself with a team. You may not be a pro or professional um, or versed in a lot of different areas that it takes to take your idea to actually get it marketed, to get out there um, in the hands and in front of investors. So understand what it takes. Understand the different players on your team. And you can listen back to this series that we've built up with Sharon we also uh, transcribe it on WordPress if you just want to uh, review the, the, the WordPress. But um, we're providing this for you so that you can follow her trail. And don't forget, she has a book. She's also documented how she even got the app built um, through just Googling for information and getting in contact with the right people. So look for her app, uh, her book, which is Get That App Out of Your Head as well. And all of uh, her links will be available on our website, technologyexpresso.com. But, um, Robert, the, the question I was going to ask you next, something near and dear to my heart, was in relationship to um, two things, social media. How does social media, has it? have you seen an evolution with uh, social media and its impact on, on public relations? Yeah, the um... – the thing to remember about social media is the core belief of how a journalist, journalist or a news outlet, um, the core function of how they work hasn't changed. And what I mean by that is when you contact them, there has to be um, a newsworthy angle in your story. So how you contact them, whether it's through, through Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook, um, or if you have the personal email addresses, or if you're old-fashioned way and pick up the phone, uh, Google Plus, the the 
social media aspect of it, uh, it still comes down to the story. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't it doesn't give you a leg up using social media if the story isn't newsworthy. If they can't use your story, that you know the social media part of it won't enhance or help you. So always remember and keep in mind what is unique or what is informational, educational about your story. Um, so then when you approach them in the various manners, um, you know, it really doesn't matter. They all have uh, preferences. Some prefer social media. Some prefer an old-fashioned phone call or a meeting over lunch. But the key thing to remember is just what it is about your story uh, that you want to share with them, even if you do use social media. No, very, very valid. And, and I'm, I'm hearing that, that word again, newsworthy. I, I, I like that. And I think that uh, for our listeners, because I see the people um, uh, dialing in, those who are listening, thank you for joining us tonight. Also those out there on Twitter, out there supporting us, we we appreciate all of our listeners. And great information because um, – even understanding public relations, it's about the story, and, and another word you use is about having that media hook. And some of that, too, is understanding the trends. And, and the, so I, I, I said that was my last question, but here's my, my last, last question, because I know we have a, a time constraint. But when you're working with someone that with PR, and, and in your case, when people are coming to you about technology, does everybody in PR know how to uh, create that newsworthy story when it comes to technology and STEM, or do you need to look for someone that really can appreciate this particular sector? What, what are your thoughts? Well, if they are in PR uh, and public relations, then they'll have a working knowledge and extensive knowledge on how the media works. Now, as far as your story, because everybody in tech, from the other guests to um, Sharon, even even your journey, I would imagine, how you got into it would be different. So your own personal journey, which is the story, is different. Um, but as far as how you use the media to jumpstart that, anybody in PR would know that. And then I have, um, before I go, I do have some cheat sheets that you guys can use. So you can get a 16-year learning curve in the next two minutes. So as far as uh, if you say, well, how do I find out what's unique about me? How do I uh, get the media interested in what, you know, I'm doing? The next few resources I'm going to give you will um, skyrocket your success. And the first one is called helpareporterout.com. We call it HERO for short, helpareporterout.com. It's a free service. Uh, this is a service where journalists belong to, and every day you'll get an email for the type of people they're looking to in interview and do stories on. So it's kind of reversed the process. So instead of you contacting the media and say, hey, here's my app, here's my uh, software, here's my company doing this, you'll get emails from them saying, hey, we're looking for someone in technology. We're looking for someone who's created an app. We're looking for someone who owns a business. Then you can email them directly. So it's kind of cheating. You already know what they're looking for. And that's help a reporter out. Dot com. You'll get three emails a day with about 30 to 35 queries or what they call. And then you just look at the ones that relate to what it is you do, and then you email, like I said, the reporter who's sending out their request directly. The other thing is you can go to any major talk show, uh, drphil.com, Rachel Ray, uh, Steve Harvey show, T uh, Steve Harvey TV show, 
they all have on their sites, it says be on the show, and that's not to be, uh, you know, in the audience. This is actually be a guest on the show, being interviewed on stage with Dr. Phil, with Steve, with Rachel, with Ellen. So if you click on be on the show for these various shows, these sites, you'll see 30 to 40 shows that they're working on now that they need uh, guests for. So you would go to uh, technology or business, money, anything that falls under what you want to talk about, and see if there's a fit for you know for your for your app for your business for your software so that's kind of you can kind of cheat i mean we know all this stuff as as publicists and pr people but that's a cheat sheet for anybody on the phone uh on this uh, interview who wants to say okay well i'd love to be on a national show i you know i think i have something that can help people just tie what it is you do into a topic that they are already seeking people for Awesome. Get that get that tie in. <laughs> so I I cannot thank you enough for joining us tonight. And we would love to have you back. Our mic is always open and available to you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Robert Smith, as I mentioned, as you, and as, if you've been listening for any length of time, he knows his business, which is public relations. Um, something that people, whether you're an inventor or innovator, if you're in the STEAM arena or STEM arena and you have an initiative and you need to get the word out, you need people to know about you, not just participants or parents, schools or colleges, but we're also talking about investors. So um, he, uh, something you said that I thought was real key is it doesn't have to be a finished product. Even before then, you might you, you your goal is to kind of get that that word out, something's coming, something big is coming, kind of starting to get your story out. So so I like that as well. Yeah, and that's the thing, and too, one, that most most people don't okay. think about. I mean, big corporations know about it. That's why you'll watch the Super Bowl, and you'll see commercials for a movie that's coming out in July. So they plant the seed early, and we can do the same thing. Absolutely. Last but not least, is there any last contact information you'd like to share with our audience if they'd like to get in contact with you. Sure, and I'm actually going to give them my uh, report. It's called 21 Ways to Get Publicity. Now, I've used these 21 ways for me, for my clients, and have generated a little over $25 million worth of publicity using the same tips I'm going to give you guys for free. So just go to robertsmithpr.com. That's robertsmithpr.com. Awesome. Excellent. Well, it was, again, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Yes, Mr. Smith. Great. Uh, I've been listening in the background. I wish I could have been a lot more interactive, but this is great stuff. I'm sure our listening audience uh, really appreciate listening to you, just as we do here at Technology Expresso. We've got your contact information now, and we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having Absolutely. me. My, my pleasure. You guys take care. Thank you, thank you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, stay on the line because this is a double hitter, and we are excited about just excited about our second guest. And Aurora, are you there? Hey, I'm here. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you for for staying on the line with us. And again, our audience, I just we Sharon Simmons set this up for us, the creator of I Got 'Em app. And these are the people that she's has surrounded herself with, the, the professionals and people passionate about STEM and STEAM, and they have helped her 
to this point. And so even though we don't have Sharon tonight, we're so happy to have her guest. And I, I hope you enjoyed even listening in. I thank you for your patience. And we're going to kick off our second half hour. And one of the things, I'd like you to kind of tell us your story. You know, uh, Robert was just talking about having that story, that backstory. Tell us your story related to STEM and technology and then also how you met Sharon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, I want to just say um, I really enjoyed the interview with Robert and um, just all the information that he gave was really so valuable. I mean, even even for a person like me, um, you know, just anyone listening into the show, <laughs> listen to what Robert just said. <laughs> Go back and, and play it back as well because that was just a wealth of information. Um, in terms of my backstory, um, I'm a I'm a little bit of an anomaly. So um, I grew up in, in Oakland, California, and I, I started developing um, code when I was 11. My mom um, made me learn it. She's really smart, very forward-thinking woman. woman. And um, so later on, I started uh, getting into web development when I was around 14 years old, and <clears throat> this was during the, the dot-com boom and, you know, um, Windows 95 and AOL and all of these different services were, were still new and up-and-coming. Um, but I was really fortunate to have um, to have some very smart people around me. My my brother was really uh, into technology, and um, he just guided me and was always there for me when I had questions or when I was trying to learn new things. And we really just jumped in head first into an entirely new industry at that uh, time. And I, I would say, if I were to say anything about my career, uh, my career overall um, has been made just by looking at things that were new, that everyone else was saying, that's not going to be a thing. You know, back then people were, were doubtful that the Internet would be a thing. Now, nowadays people are doubtful that wearable technology or artificial intelligence is going to be a thing. So if you're looking at any of these trends right now, if you want to get into it, now is the time to get into it while there are so many doubters and you can be a believer. And uh, all of the people who are, you know, believers in, in innovation, they're going to be happy to have you around. Um, because when you're doing really, really difficult things, the most important thing is to have people around you who are going to be supportive of overcoming the challenges. And um, so my career, you know, I've worked in, you know, multinational conglomerates. I've worked at, you know, Schneider Electric, um, you know, Salesforce, and um, I've worked with startups of been advising startups and um, nonprofits as well. And I would say just in general, the thing that I'm most passionate about is using technology for good, using technology to advance uh, humanity and um, our our world, our earth, you know, our galaxy, <laughs> you know, <the> intergalactic <laughs> uh, uh, achievement is what I'm looking for here. So that's sort of my story. That that is that is awesome, and and I'm I'm taking taking notes here feverishly, just as I was as Robert was speaking. But that that's a great you know starting out at 11. But something that you, I also keyed on, you said your mother was forward thinking, and that's one of the things, and it's it's, it's probably a recurring message um, that I'm subliminally trying to say to uh, all of our parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, even if you're not into IT. Pick up those kids, 
Saturday mornings, there's a program somewhere related to STEM and STEAM that you can take them to just for exposure. It's just exposure. And any more um, technology is so pervasive, whatever their interests are, there's people in technology that can steer them in that direction, whether it's sports or music or fashion. So um, that's, that's one of the things is our parents have to also, you know, for youth, because youth don't know any better, so it's about exposure. And, you know, one thing that I, I like a quote, too, that says the careers that young people are going to be in haven't even been invented yet. There are certain careers that in our lifetime, even especially even in IT, are obsolete, first of all, you know, the, the, the punch cards, uh, those who can remember that. Those people who had to load those and stack those up, those jobs don't exist anymore, changing tapes in and out. But now there's new jobs that have come along that people are talking about, the next leading edge. So I, I like that about, you know, parents of the message here, um, if I could put in quotes, message is about being forward thinking. So, and, and, and look how far that that has carried you. So uh, uh, that that is now, take us through, as you talk about your journey, and how did you cross the path of a Sharon Simmons? Oh, man, Sharon Simmons is awesome. Can I just skip to that part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll go, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. Um, so let's see. Um, so, yeah, so I've worked in technology for the last 16 years, and, um, you know, I find whatever is going on, whatever's hot, whatever is, you know, innovative, whatever people are talking about, you know, I try and find those things before it becomes a big thing. So, um, you know, I'll go around to different conferences. I'll um, go around and meet people who I think are interesting. You know, if I, if I, if I read about someone or someone mentions someone's name, someone's name in passing who's, um, you know, attempting to do something, you know, difficult or innovative, you know, I'll go and I'll seek that person out and, um, no, I'm a. I don't drink a lot of coffee um, unless unless I'm in Ethiopia because the coffee there is amazing. But um, <laughs> I do uh, have a tendency of meeting different folks for coffee um, or you know tea or what have you, um, lunch, just to get to know people better and understand what they're trying to do, um, understand what their world is like. And I would say that um, it's just become a natural curiosity of mine. Um, I don't like to call it networking. I like to call it a curiosity because, um, you know, networking is more like, you know, it, it sort of has some negative connotations and it's more like, hey, I want to find this person to exchange business cards and have this person available to me if I need, if I want to reach them. But um, I try and take that a, a step further and actually learn about who people are, learn about, you know, what drives them, um, what their experiences have been, and um, what they're really passionate about. Um, I, I hate the question, what do you do for a living? Um, or what do you do for work? I hate that question. I want to know what you're passionate about. I want to know, you know, what makes you smile. Because, you know, so often you know, we're just sort of living through life. You know, we're working this job. Um, you know, we're, we're doing these things that are kind of like bringing us down. Um, and we're forgetting about, why we're working that job in the first place. We're working that job in the first place so that we can ha afford to have experiences that enrich our lives, that um, support our family and enrich their lives. And um, 
So I think your focus should always be on how do you get to those enriching experiences. And even though, um, you know, I come from a very, um, you know, underprivileged uh, background, I have a very large family. I have seven siblings that I grew up with. My mom raised eight children on her own. She's just amazing. And, um, yeah, I can just, I can remember being worried about, you know, meeting basic needs. So, but I've come from that place to now rest at a place where I'm not concerned about meeting my everyday needs. I'm concerned about how do I really enrich my life. And so really that's how I met Sharon. Um, I was uh, on a trip um, to uh, to Austin. I just came back from Austin, actually, but I was at South by Southwest a couple years ago, and I was hanging out with um, some, some cool friends of mine, Greg Greenlee, who runs Blacks in Technology, check check out his website, blacksintechnology.net. He's he's a, an amazing individual building a network of black technologists uh, and allowing them to connect and do awesome things. Um, but So I'm hanging out with um, with Greg, and, um, <laughs> and we're in this hotel lobby, and we're just, you know, talking about diversity, and we're talking about technology, and we're at South by Southwest, and, and it's not the most diverse conference in the world, but it's probably more diverse than many of the other technology, purely technology conferences we attend. So anyway, we see this woman um, walking past, and this woman, she's got this huge smile on her face, and she just looks at us and says, hi. And, um, and I just loved it. I, just, I was like, who is this lady? And um, so smiled back and was like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? What are you, what are you trying to get into? And she just said, I'm, I'm trying to check out this South by Southwest thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, so are we. So, you know, that could have been it. But um, uh, later on throughout the conference, we bumped into her again. And um, the thing about Sharon, and I just really encourage everyone to be this way <laughs> if it's possible, is that um, she is just – always smiling and her smile is um is a resource magnet and it attracts other positive people um and so the first time i saw sharon i would never forget her just because of that and um and if you're if you're a person who you're sort of like going out and trying to meet people or trying to connect with people the most important thing i say you know if you're going to be pitching yourself if you're going to be pitching your idea the most important thing for you to do is to be unforgettable, is to make sure that whomever you're connecting with remembers you, remembers that moment that they met you. Because if you can achieve that, then you can always come back. You can always continue that conversation. It doesn't matter how great your product is right now. Um, You might be pitching something that is, you know, just okay, but if you make an impression and if they remember you, then their their natural next question is going to be, if they don't like what, whatever they're hearing, no, nah, I don't like it, what else do you got, right? What else What else can you show me? And Sharon has that uh, aura about her. So, um, so we didn't end up hanging out during that South by Southwest. But the day that I was leaving, um, I was waiting for my taxi cab and up walked Sharon again, or a big old smile, like, hey, how's it going? And um, she tells us uh, she won this pitch competition, and she's just smiling ear to ear, and she's so happy, right? And um, so we're like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. And um, so I was just about to leave, 
and um, Sharon didn't actually have a, a, a batch to, to overall South by Southwest. So I gave her mine. I said, oh, you know what? I'm about to get out of here. Take my badge. <laughs> and, so, and so she got to enjoy the rest of South by Southwest. And, of course, now she has greater access. So she's just meeting even more amazing, incredible people. She's just having even more incredible experience. And so then later on, you know, she just uh, she emails me and she follows up with me and she just lets me know how, the experience went for her, and um, and at that time I didn't really know about you know what she's building. I didn't really know about I got a um, app. I mean, she told me about it, but it just it didn't stick with me at the moment. So later on, when we we started talking again, and I and I looked up what she was building, and I heard her story, and um, I just started to think, wow, she was really an incredible person. And um, we had a couple other interactions after that, and it just kept you know kept getting bigger and bigger, and I just kept getting to know her better and better. And, um, you know, she's one of those people who, you know, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. If Sharon calls me and says, hey, you know, here's what's going on or here's what I need or can you help me with this or that, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can just because, you know, of, of who she is and whom who, who she's revealed herself to be and the type of person that she's revealed herself to be and, and how she supports other people, how she cares about other people, and how she's really trying to do something meaningful and she's really chasing passion. So that was kind of long-winded, but, but that's the story. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I, I must say that um, we must have, uh, Sharon's ears must be burning, and I, I I think we actually got her on the line. So, Sharon, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Do, so do you hear all that, that praise? And, and I just want to add to it, <laughs> it's, it's all true. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> You know, yeah, the, the, it's all the true people, and more. <laughs> the, the one thing I, I have to say, you know, when we talk about Sharon's smile, and you can see her picture posted on our, our, our website, technologyexpresso.com. If you follow her on uh, Twitter, which is at I Got Um App, which is I G O T E M A P P. Um, if you follow her on Twitter or Facebook or Google Plus. You're going to see her big smile in every picture. Um, you mm-hmm. don't know what's behind that smile, but she's she's always, you know, got a smile for you. And, you know, something that Rory said, you know, it it's a, it attracts you and you just want to you want to be around it. It just radiates energy mm-hmm. and positive just just positive energy. And and it's like once you you kind of get in her presence and understand it, then as you said, you kind of start to understand. Oh, okay. Not only that, but she's got a super uh, wonderful app that that is there and trying to help everyone, especially in a particular space that we're dealing with right now, which is around crime and people being mistreated, and you being able to report that. Um, anonymously, so it's about you know something that you were saying about leaving a legacy and making the the world a better place and using technology for good. So you get all that wrapped up in Sharon. <laughs> so so first of all, Sharon, we're 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 happy you're able to to join us. Just really enjoying the the, the story that um, Aurora is uh, sharing with us. And so you basically talked about up to the point where you met at South by Southwest. And South by Southwest, um, Sharon, for you, that really was kind of a a big introduction for you into the space of starting to 
to pitch your app, and now that's become now thanks to your PR person, you're you're pretty good at pitching your app, aren't you? Yeah, you know, it's actually um, it's it's more of it's it's a passion, you know, it's something that is inside of me, something that I love doing, something I love telling people about. So it's, it's very easy to talk about it. Absolutely, but but it took a it took a little practice, especially when you you know some people don't realize that these pitches you only get a couple of minutes sometimes to mm-hmm. to pitch it, and uh, you know mm-hmm. I, on a, some of our previous shows, those who have been following the episodes, you can listen and hear um, Sharon share her pitch with you and how quickly. And I remember one of the key things you you said um, after your first pitch is that they reminded you, you have to ask whatever it is that you're seeking, you got to make sure you ask for it. So it's a lot that you have to think about and being able to encapsulate that in, in your, your story and your pitch in just a few minutes. So it, it's it's a lot of pressure to some people, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I I really didn't know how to pitch. I wasn't um... – I hadn't done any training. Um, I hadn't gotten with the incubator at that time, so everything was, you know, prompt, you know, improv, you know, just doing it from right off the top of my head. So I, I said it's easy. It, it's easy now, but then it wasn't. Um, but you so know, I was, I was learning. Absolutely, but one thing that you do, and our our very own uh, Derek Brown can appreciate. Uh, of Atlanta BDPA, one thing he uh, coined the phrase: "You got to lean into your discomfort." And Sharon, you're you're very yeah. good at that. You know, you don't shy yeah. away. Like I said, behind that smile might be butterflies, but you 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 <laughs> jump on a plane, and you know if they set it up, you you'll take advantage of it. And and I, I want you know, I want to direct. Go ahead. I was going to say it, it was the, on the other side of the, of. Um, your story was that I I was there to pitch at the um, Black and Technology um, pitching contest. I was there for that, and that was it. Um, and I was inside of the building. And once I finished pitching, and that's when she saw me, I was so excited. Um, leaving um, that room, I saw, I think it was um, Women 2.0, and they were doing – they were doing, they had a little seminar in the same building. So I just kind of walked over and, you know, started mingling. And, you know, I'm just happy I'm in the building around everybody. And as I was leaving, uh, one of the, I don't know, he was one of the organizers, he says, oh, he says, are you, are you pitching today? And I kind of looked at him, and I had just finished pitching. I thought, I looked at him, and I was like, oh, um, no, I, no, I'm not pitching. And he, there was a pitch coming up for um uh, that was uh, at 4:30 for Indiegogo. So as we're getting, as we're in the elevator, he says, "So you're not pitching?" I was like, "Well, I'd like to." He says, "Yeah." He says, "Let me put your name down," and uh, he says, "Just come back at 4:30 and you can pitch." I was like, "Okay, sure." So by the time I got downstairs, this is when, you know, I, I saw Yuri and I was like, "Hey, you know." We, she told me that she was leaving. I was like, oh, my gosh. She said, hey, you can have my pass. I was like, that's perfect because now I can really get in the building. <laughs> so, that's, that's how I was able, so that's how I was able to go back and participate in the uh, Indiegogo pitch, and I was able to um, to get second place 
and that was that was also a challenge for me because I was second to the last, and they only gave us they were giving us uh, I think two minutes to pitch, but by the time it got to me, they had ran out of time, and they were they were airing, it. and it was about twenty five people. So when it got to me, they didn't have no more time left. So they said, okay, well, um, okay, you got to do this real fast, and if you can pitch this in less than one minute, uh, you go, just go. And I was like, huh? So I got up on the stage, and I pitched it so fast that it was under a minute. And I was able to get everything in, even, you know, how much money I needed. And so when I finished, he said, okay, all right, go ahead and go to the side. And I'm standing on my going, oh, but wait, wait. And they didn't get a chance to even judge me like everyone else. So I was telling the lady, I was like, wow, I didn't get a chance to get the critiques. I didn't get to hear, you know, you know, what I did wrong or right, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, don't worry, you placed, you placed, don't worry. So that, that's the other side of Yuri's story. <laughs> oh, I, I got I to gotta add another piece. <laughs> I got to add another piece because this is, this is some of the parts that um, really impressed me. That story was super impressive. So, so. So don't let don't don't let my interruption take away from the impressiveness of that. But when I bumped into Sharon and um, she told us that, um, you know, this is what you told us in the elevator. She said, "Yeah, you know, I drove down from you know, oh, yeah. where was it? You drove down from Houston. She drove down from Houston. Yeah. Um, but she didn't have a pass. Um, but she mm-hmm. was coming for you know this one particular thing, and I guess somebody had." had said that they were going to help you out with getting in or something like that. Yeah. Getting in happen, right? It didn't work. It didn't work out at all. And But at I'm all. hearing the story. And normally when you hear somebody telling a story like that, like, yeah, you know, I came all the way down here. I drove three hours to get here. Mm-hmm. And so-and-so said they was going to do X, Y, Z, and they didn't do it. Normally mm-hmm. when somebody's telling you a story like that, they're angry, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're They're upset. Mm-hmm. They're mad mm-hmm. and all these different things. And they're putting all that energy off on you, on, on anyone else mm-hmm. who comes around them, right? And what mm-hmm. that does is it immediately causes people to shut down. It causes them to not be able to hear you because they don't want to absorb all that negative energy. Now, Sharon, on the other hand, is an alien. So <laughs> she's telling this story about how she drove all the way from Houston, but she's got a smile on her face. And she's not passing off any negative energy, and she's not talking about how she's angry at someone or anything like that. She just said, you know what, but I came all the way down here, so I'm about to figure something out. And that was like, whoa, who is this lady? And that's the kind of thing, and I think that's really, really what made me remember you. On top of your smile was the fact that I knew you were dealing with something that was difficult, but I just had full faith in you that you were going to figure something out. So when I saw you again, I wasn't surprised. And, (laughs) you know, and and what you did at that trip, I mean, what you did at that trip was just phenomenal. I mean, come on. Absolutely. And, you know, you know what's really interesting is that, Sharon, you probably don't know how much you impacted her until she kind of shared that part and vice versa. So, both of you, it just sounds like you, you both were really vibing off of each other and what such a, a positive experience. And, and I, I want to tie in something, too, is, uh, Yuri, you talked about when you went there, there wasn't a lot of people that necessarily looked 
like you. Um, and sometimes people shy away, but sometimes, you know, just as long as you make eye contact with that one person and you all make a connection, then, you're, you know, yes. that's what makes a difference because that person's looking yes. for you, you're looking for them, and when you make that contact, yes. that can mean all of the connection in the world. And, and trust me, yes. I think a lot of us and, and, um, and have gone in technical fields in any type of science, technology, mm-hmm. engineering. You've had that experience, whether it's sitting in a classroom mm-hmm. or sitting in a boardroom, mm-hmm. Um, where you mm-hmm. knew, or even conferences, where there's a sea of people, and you know you're looking yes. and looking and looking. Yes. But when you make that connection, yes. you just it, it, it energizes you. And you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be there representing. And then the next thing we have to do is get more numbers there. And I think that that's the other piece that we all are passionate about. And I'm going to start with Yuri and, and Sharon, of course, I'm going to ask you as well. But, Yuri, you have a passion around STEM, is it is it around young women or women in general and, and, and children? Tell us about your passion and, and how we, you feel uh, the importance of getting the message out in, in the next generation. Um, sorry, I was on mute. Um, yeah, so, you know, for me, I have, I have passion in multiple areas, right? One, it's in children because I got into technology when I was a young person, and I know that that made a big difference for me. You know, I also have a daughter myself. You know, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and she is amazing and beautiful and smart. And I know that this industry and and how we shape it today is going to affect her quality of life in the future. Um, The other thing that I'm passionate about is absolutely women. Um, Being a woman, I don't know if you guys talk about intersectionality at all on this show, but you know, being a woman, being a black woman, being in technology when I was growing up, I mean, and I look quite young. You know, I have the same blessing that Sharon does, <laughs> that I'm I'm always being mistaken for being a teenager even to this day, um, on top of being black, on top of being a woman. So people doubt me. They doubt my capabilities immediately when they meet me, um, and they don't know my story, um, but they're certainly not making the assumption that I'm bringing some sort of incredible, valuable, unless I'm in a really, really, really important room. <laughs> That's hard to get in. Then, then they get in. But, um, but just in general, um, you know, that's a big challenge. And so I have to look at the piece around being a woman and what being a woman means. And I think that women are very, very special and critical to our society and, and the way that we progress, you know, as a species because, we bring um, forward the nurturing aspect. You know, we want everyone to succeed. We're not just competitive um, just by our nature. We are nurturing by our nature. And I think that's one of the things that's really important for us to to um, progress um, with our technology because what we're, doing, what, we're, what we're putting most of our energy in and the technology is we're putting it into how can we capitalize off of power. How can we build the biggest guns? How can we build the best, you know, robotic um, killing machines? How can we um, create the most manipulative algorithms and engines to figure out how to get people to buy more things? And that's not going to progress our society. That's not going to make our children smarter. That's not going to make us healthier. Um, That's not going to help us solve climate change, right? So this is why I think women are really, really important to make sure that we have women at every table, equal representation of women, um, 
and we make the culture such that the natural tendencies of women are as equally valued as the type A alpha male tendencies that we have come to value so much in a business culture. Because in a, in a survival culture, in a life culture, in a sustainable culture, those characteristics that I believe women um, possess in, in, with greater zeal is going to help us to uh, progress naturally. And then the third area is, um, is ethnic minorities, people of color. Well, people of color are actually the majority in our world, right? When you start to look across all these different countries, Africa, Australia, Latin America, Asia, there are people of color in all these areas. Yet we have been marginalized um, throughout the uh, mainstream society. And so that's a really big problem. And we really need to work together to make sure that that um, is something that we overcome. You know, our President Obama is having conversations about race. Um, you know, we just did, we had the 50th anniversary of Selma, yet we still have to have hashtag campaigns like Black Lives Matter. There's something really wrong with that. So we really need to um, make sure that we are able to look across all these different great challenges that we're facing, you know, also our economic challenges and work together to solve them. And so that's why I think, you know, combining the, the, the power and creativity of young people with the, the nurturing, you know, caring characteristics of women and the, um, you know, wider reaching uh, uh, perspectives of, of people of color globally, we're going to solve all the problems in the world if we can do that. So that's where my passion comes from. Wow. And, and, and said so powerfully, um, I, I, I don't even want to underscore or take away from anything that you, you said, because you, you said it, and um, I, I love how you just laid that all out. And I dare say that our audience, you might want to rewind that and digest that a couple of times, but right on point. And um, just really excited and, and, and happy to have you on the, the show, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with uh, Sharon Simmons and her guest, Yuri. Uh, and, and Yuri, you're calling us from California. So first of all, thank you for, uh, I believe, do I, do I have that correct? Yes, California. Yeah, I'm in Oakland. Oakland. Well, first of all, thank you. So we're, we're connecting all across the, the globe. We've got Sharon. Are you in Houston, Sharon? You move around on me. So sometimes I don't know where you are. But I believe you're in Houston yes. tonight. <laughs> Yes, on um, this call, and, and, I'm in Houston. <laughs> and and I myself, I'm in Atlanta, so I love the power of technology and, and the, the radio show to bring us together. Sharon, I can't thank you enough for inviting both of your guests and, and Yuri, you know, what you were just saying there about, you know, breaking down the different levels there from the, the women and their contributions uh, to minorities and, and them being mi- marginalized. So um, really, really appreciate that. And I guess, Sharon, for you, you know, some of that exposure to technology and IT, this it, it could have to anyone else been intimidating because you didn't come from a technical background. Um, you just, what I love is that you saw a problem you wanted a way to solve it, and you saw that technology could help you, you know, in leveraging technology. And, and something Yuri said earlier, using technology for good. So 
but you've overcome it. And, and again, the other thing that I wanted to underscore is the way you did it was by surrounding yourself with people like Yuri and, and, and attracting them with your smile, your presence, and just your boldness and conviction to just really follow what you're, you're passionate about. So just so super lucky to have both of you on on the phone and 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 Sharon, you know, I'm always already looking that we we've kind of gone through our hour already, but I do want Sharon update us on what 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 you've been up to since our you know we we talk month to month, but uh, I know I've seen you on some uh, television shows and and having some interviews thanks to your PR person, but tell us also what's up next for for you. Okay, up next. Um... Will be, let's see. Ayori and I talked about, or she emailed me um, about a a woman. Her name is Megan Megan Smith, and she is the chief technology officer for the United States. And she she will be speaking on the twenty fourth. And I have the privilege um, to go and listen to that. That's going to be phenomenal. Um, that's on next Tuesday. And then on next Friday, I'll be traveling to Detroit, Michigan, for the Yes We Code hackathon. Um, I will be a super mentor, I guess, a guest, um, a super mentor guest. And I'm excited about that because that's what I love doing. I love mentoring um, the youth when it comes to creativity, um, when it comes to encouraging um, youth in uh, creating uh, whatever those brilliant minds w- want to explore. You know, I- I'm there to to encourage them. So I'm really excited about being there, and that's gonna that that will be Friday. Actually, I'll be there for two days, Friday and Saturday. So that's just next week. Um, haven't really uh, worked out my schedule for April. I, I do. I'm gonna take that back. I-, I do plan on going back to the islands for the month of April. But I try to just go month to month, so um, so get back with me in another month, and that April calendar I'm sure will be full. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And as always, you can follow Sharon and her many adventures. Like I said, the many adventures of Sharon Simmons. <laughs> Uh, I, I, <laughs> and it, it, it can change hour to hour. That's why you got to follow her on Twitter, you know, because whatever, whatever pops like, up, you're going to find like out Waldo. on Twitter. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It's like Waldo, but it's also like Carmen San Diego. It's like, where in the world is Sharon Simmons? <laughs> I, I totally, I totally feel that way. Um, because sometimes if I if I don't hear you and Sharon, you know, I don't see or hear from you on Twitter, I'm like, where are you? Is your phone? You, do you not have reception? Why haven't we heard from you? Check in. And, and sure enough, I, I never know where she is. So, you know, but, but I, again, applaud you in living vicariously through your adventure and watching your success, you know. At a moment's notice, she'll tweet, and she's like, I'm going to be on TV. The TV show people are here. Call me right back, you know. I'm like, okay, all right. So, you know what? You know, my, my mantra, I'm sorry, my mantra is do it on purpose. Do it on purpose. Whatever you do, do it on purpose. That's right. That's right. I, I, I love that. 
And 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 you're you know again, it's it was a pleasure meeting you, and we have to have you back. Our microphone is open to you, and we want to continue this conversation and and exploring um, and and making sure as many people hear the message that that you shared with us tonight about your passion. And I think the other thing is is that we're getting a lot closer to beginning to connect the dots among people who think and feel the same way and have a passion about um, us being a part of the the solution, especially leveraging technology for good, you know, something that you said that really resonated with me. Um, And you spoke about Greg Greenlee. We've had him on the show and would, you know, welcome him back anytime, love what he's doing, blacks and technology. And another thing that we do is is through – Technology Expresso, through our various social media outlets and, and Twitter, you, we're active on that every night. Um, we're talking and retweeting all the good that's out there and that's being done. There's a lot of well-kept secrets, and I dare say that in every state there is an initiative, and if there isn't one, you could be the one who starts it on purpose <laughs> and and make sure that there's an opportunity for young people um, extracurricular and on the weekends so that they can get connected and get exposure to STEAM. And if you need help learning how to start up a program, there's people who will do that too. Um, we've got a great initiative going on um, in Atlanta, and this thing is going to catch fire and spread, and it's all about Unite, United. And one of the things I like to say is um, STEM and STEAM and technology unites us. If nothing else, that's the one thing that where we can connect the dots and unite. And I want to lastly do a shout-out, because as we're talking about blacks and technology, you may have heard me mm-hmm. mention, there's BDPA.org. They have over 40 chapters across the United States, an organization been around for 40 years, celebrating their 40th anniversary. They've been doing computer competitions for high school students, giving away scholarships, connect and, and leverage that. Um, we have wonderful organizations uh, with people like Marcellus uh, Haynes and Yolanda Davis, who um, are with the Technologists of Color. We have Black Girls Code. Um, you mentioned Sharon. Yes, we code. So there's some awesome organizations. Did, did I miss any, lady? No, you you hit them on the nail. You are hitting the nail on the head. Uh, uh, we we there are a lot of there there are a lot of organizations and they're growing every day. Uh, Fitzgerald mm-hmm. Braylon introduced me just today to CFY, and so we're going to be having um, the uh, Richard Hicks from CFY. We're going to invite him to also be on our program. So everyone, stay tuned, stay connected. Um, we here at Technology Expresso. We're trying to help connect the dots and, um, you know, move this whole thing forward together. So, you know, united we STEM, and united we are STEM. So um, thank you, everyone, and thank you to our guests tonight. Again, Yuri, you know, we we must have you back. Uh, I know we could fill up a whole hour. I know you have a lot more to say, um, but thank you for for spending your, your evening with us tonight. And Sharon, we're going to talk to you again yes. soon, of course, and we'll be out there uh, chatting on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. and, um, yes. Absolutely. And, and again, Sharon, thank you for inviting both of our guests. We've already gotten tweets 
and text messages. Our audience really enjoyed both of them. And can't wait till next month until we have this form again. But in the meantime, we will be in touch on Technology uh, Expresso and on Twitter at, at T-E-C-H-X-O Media. That's Tech XO Media. You can find us out on Twitter. And again, also, those who want a notification whenever we have a show, we'll send a text message to you right before the show so you don't miss it. And to get the text message, all you have to do is text the word LAUNCH to 41411. So just text the word L-A-U-N-C-H to the number 41411, and we'll remind you when the next show is about to jump off. But in the meantime, I just want to again thank everyone. It's been a great show, and we enjoyed everyone. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. Again, we're TechnologyExpresso.com. Always remember to listen, learn, leverage, and launch. You've been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, listen, learn, leverage, launch.